Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. It's time for the B-A-Q-A. Hey, the B-A-Q-A, what you say? The B-A-Q-A with Manday. The B-A-Q-A with Tiffany. The B-A-Q-A. We hey. have a guest today. Woohoo! Yes, it is Brown Ambition Question and Answers. You have questions, we have some answers, although we're not your attorney or financial advisor. So go see your grandma, not us. But we are two smart brown girls who know a thing or two or three about personal finance about entrepreneurship and about business mm -hmm. and today we welcome gabrielle reed into the bound and Brisson studio hi girls oh my god I'm hey so gabrielle <laughs> you i just adore what you guys do and how you do it is the thing and that that's what i think what really catches all of us and you're just so perfect and i'm just i'm so glad to be a part of this right now mine i agree we are perfect <laughs> <laughs> Well, welcome. You're you are calling in. You are in New. You're in the Heights. You're so New York City local girl. Washington Heights, yeah. Love that. I lived there for you know long enough with my in laws. Long <laughs> enough is what I'll say. <laughs> but but I do love the Heights. All right, Gabrielle. So you know the drill. We'd love to hear your question. Let us know what's going on and how we can help you. Okay. And so hopefully, you have your salt shaker like out. I literally took notes about myself, so I didn't leave anything out. So um, I am uh, soon to be 43, and I'm a mom and a wife of a three-year-old son, and uh, my husband and I are both actor performers. And I would categorize, categorize us as middle-class actors. We're not household names, and you wouldn't see us in Starbucks and be like, oh my God, is that that girl in that thing? But we've had some amazing wins. Um, I was in the original cast of Beautiful on Broadway, and I've had over 10 national commercials, and I had a guest star on Blue Blood. So yay, I've had some good times. But there's some yeah. in-between times <laughs> where maybe the phone isn't ringing quite as much as I wanted to in XYZ. So we've been definitely doing some things to like, you know, set up our future, our, my Wanda, my future Wanda. And, um, you know, we both opened <laughs> Roth IRAs. We did some investments in stocks, which obviously bleh, right now, but that was long game. Um, and we also opened uh, an, an online uh, college in business to start bringing in some more money, which is great. That's actually covering like our bases right now. And we're always working to get that uh, more. So like I said, I have some thoughts for you about your um, your, your pyramid scheme episode. Anyway, we'll go, come back to that later. <laughs> so coming back to the act, this is leading into my question. As an actor, you will yeah. book a job. You'll get that first session fee, which is great, you know, however much you negotiated. And that's usually taxed normally. And residuals are typically built into the contract, depending on what level of contract you're doing. So say, for instance, with a national commercial, and also you have no idea when these residuals are coming. All of a sudden, you might just get a direct deposit of like some money. 
So recently I got a residual that was about $4,500. Yay. Mm, But the direct deposit was like $2,300. It was taxed at 45%. Then I still have to pay my agents on top of that. And that's 10% of the gross amount. So in the end of a $4,500 check, I kept $1,800. So Mm. this goes into my question. What Mm -hmm. are the advantages and disadvantages of incorporating a person as the business? I have a lot of actor friends who are, you know, John Smith Incorporated. They are now their target and they, and I know they have to pay taxes and they have to pay into unemployment and all that kind of stuff. And I've also heard that you can sometimes keep more of your money doing that. But other than that, I literally know nothing about it. So to incorporate or not to incorporate, disadvantage and and advantages of it. And when would you kind of advise a middle class actor to do so? (laughs) Okay. I love this question. I'm fascinated by how you get paid. And I have so many follow-ups. But Tiff, you're also have a big smile on your face. I did a little digging just to get like a basic. Because I have a lot of like actor friends. Shout out to you, Yvonne Orji. She's my fave. Um, and so, um, so typically, um, you want to once you get to the about seventy-five to a hundred thousand dollar mark, that's that's when the it it will make sense to consider. So seventy-five at the lowest. That's like that's just been the like after like doing a little bit of digging. That's what it seems like that that magic number is. It's like am I annually taking in seventy-five thousand dollars a year? Then I should start to consider anything above six figures. This is just even in business as well. This is what my accountant has told me. Once I got to six figures, girl, you're bugging. You had better have a business. You know. Like you better incorporate your business, you know, that this is more than a hobby. Money is coming in. Questions will be asked. Um, and so that's one. So two, some of the, I mean, there's some obvious benefits in that there are some tax write-offs you can take, right? So let's just say like as an actor, you're showing up because these are some tax writers I take when I do things, when I'm going to be on camera, I get my makeup done and you know, that's, you know, I, that's a write-off certain clothes. Right. Um, one thing my my uh, accountant did tell me that that it's easier to write off not so much the clothes you went to buy at Marshalls because there's a little thin line. He said, but I for so what I got instead was a rent the runway specifically for budget needs to close. He said, now that because then you can prove I'm not keeping those clothes. It's not for Tiffany. I just ordered them temporarily and said, and so my rent the runway is written off. You know. So it will allow you, um, typically businesses will allow you to keep more of the money or to use more of the money for yourself. Um, so that's some of the benefits of having a, a business because at the end of the day, you get to tell the government what your taxes are versus them telling you. So if I'm a preschool teacher and my tax, my tax rate is say 21% or whatever, 30%, you know, then it's like you make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, right. As a preschool teacher, you know, I'm just doing simple math. They keep, 30% of it is $30,000 they're keeping. You're not going to, you know, so I'm only going to take home 70000 But as a business owner, I get to say, hey, I made 100000 And they're like, oh, your your tax rate is 30%. I'm like, no, no, I spent 10000 on Uber rides to my auditions. Oh, you made 90000 So your tax rate is 30% of 90. Wait, wait. I also bought a laptop. So I could do Zoom because because of COVID and whatever. And then I also got my hair done. And then before you know it, that 100% is I made $10,000. 
So now you're paying taxes on the 10,000, not the 100,000. And so, but it's not like money in the bank, shorty, what you think, because that money does have to be spent. You know what I mean? So it's not like, oh, woohoo. So it's like, but it, but still, this is money that you normally would, would have to pay taxes on and you would be spending that money anyway. You know, and so that so that's a benefit. And I would say I don't know some disadvantages. This is why you want to wait until you're making a, a decent enough money because there are costs associated with having to do taxes. You know, and labor. And so like, oh my God, yes, the back and, and labor. Forth with yeah, your it accountant is. And your bookkeeper and making Child. sure they're doing their jobs. Yes, <laughs> it is. It's a rigmarole. So that's mm -hmm. why that. So so it's not just like oh, set it and forget it because typically too when you get to like a, a six figures in um in gross, you're looking at you're wanting to pay quarterly. So you have to keep up. Like I just paid my quarterly taxes. You and I was like, I was late, because you know, I'm just late. Um <laughs> and um but you know, but then late means now I probably owe a back fee. And I'm not gonna lie, there's always some letter in the mail from the IRS saying, Hey, you know, did you do this, did you do that? So there are there are there's paperwork, there are fees and there's complicated things and like, you know, involved. and then there's also hiring someone. So that's why it won't make sense if you're making say $10,000 annually, because maybe your accountant is charging you 4,000. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just like, so that's why that 75 to $100,000 to just 75 to consider once you get to a hundred, it's, it's probably a decent idea. So those are just some things to, to, to keep in mind, you know, when you're making that decision. Can I add to that? You mentioned Wanda, which is you know Tiffany's future self. What's what, what's your Wanda's name? You gotta have your own name. Um, I, you know I've never named her. I've never named her. Um, let's oh, call fine. her Priscilla. That's Gabrielle's a good. I like that Priscilla. Priscilla. Priscilla? Ooh, <laughs> yeah. I like that too, Gabrielle Priscilla. I feel like they set you up for drama. Um, so for me, I, what I love is that you have you can still invest for yourself for retirement. And I feel like since you're a you're a um, you're self employed, you know, you're getting your own gigs. You mentioned that your husband had you had opened up Roth IRAs. Um, if you incorporate, you become an LLC. Then you have the option of like opening up a solo four hundred one k. So for my business, for example, I just did this last year. I opened up a self-employed IRA and I, I'm not an expert in that, but the reason I did it is because I was too late. I opened up the, the SEP. I, I was starting to do it too late in the year. So my advisor was like, just open up a SEP IRA and they, it was some kind of percentage of my earnings. And I put like 10 K, you know, for the year into that, which helped reduce, like Tiffany was saying, how much I owe to taxes. So the same way you can like deduct some of your expenses, you can also deduct your retirement contributions. Um, or some of them from your like total earnings. And so for this year, I opened a solo 401k and I could actually contribute the same amount that like someone working in a nine to five could contribute. I think for this year, it's like 20,500. Now it's not so fun because like it's not money in my account. I got to sink it into the stock market, but it's an option that's available to me. Um, and, you know, the downside is that I had to figure out how to do it myself and go to Vanguard and fill out the form and choose my funds. I don't have a nice, cute company. Neither do you, right? You don't have like a cute company employee benefits package. As a successful middle in middle class actor, which I love because you're proving you could do it as a life, like as a as a source of income. Shout out to actors and, and artists. We deserve a little breaky break. Yes. All right. Let's take a break. Hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. 
they understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, BA fam, our fellow entrepreneurs and creatives, this message is sponsored by Squarespace. It is the ultimate toolkit for crafting your online presence. With Squarespace, it's really about more than just building a website. It's about shaping your online identity and making your mark. So say goodbye to checkout headaches with Squarespace's flexible payment options. From credit cards to Apple Pay, they've got you covered. And if you live in an eligible country, they offer buy now, pay later options with afterpay and clear pay, which means that your customers have even more ways to purchase your products. So head over to squarespace.com and kickstart your journey with a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, don't forget to use our link squarespace.com slash brown ambition to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Just visit squarespace.com slash brown ambition to get your discount today. Remember, your online success story begins with Squarespace. So what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. I'm curious. So do you have access to like, I always hear about the union, you know, and actors unions, do they give you any sort of benefits like that where you can invest or you have even like accounting support or something like that through those unions? Yes, they they do have things like where they will have people that will do your taxes for free um, during tax season. I have never looked into whether or not they actually do investment things like that, because we even just started investing ourselves over the last maybe year and a half. Okay. So I can't exactly answer that one for you. But outside of that, like as far as even as far as, you know, getting a job, that's definitely not the way our unions work. Our unions more work for contract negotiation for the job that we're going in for. That's what the agents are for, an agent or a manager is for submitting you for the job. And then hopefully you get the audition. Hopefully you get a call back. Hopefully you book the job. (laughs) And hopefully the job even happens. Because I've had multiple times where you book a job and it doesn't even happen or you shoot the job and you end up on the cutting room floor. Yes, that has happened to me. Do you still get paid if that happens? We do get paid the session fee, but you don't get paid the residuals if you get cut. What I also like is I follow this. um, I consider us friends, but we just follow each other on TikTok. There's this Broadway actor called Kaisha and she I follow her on TikTok and she opens up. She has a nine to five job and she is a she's a performer and an artist on the side. And she's trying to be full time, trying to make it in Broadway. And she opened up about she opens up about her finances, too. But she also opened me up to this idea that, um, oh, fudge, I'm losing my train of thought. Call it mom brain. Mom brain. I know it well. Ah, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Oh, okay. Yes, okay. I'm back. <laughs> I got it. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. I saw. I had the thought okay. that when you're an actor, there's other. Don't look at me. There's other streams of income besides just acting. And then if you're incorporated, then that can like it makes it easier if you're Gabrielle yes. Reed LLC to then take on those like influencer you know work. For example, yes. Kaisha maybe sometimes gets brand deals through her TikTok presence. Yes, like you know promote X Y Z get invited or come speak on this panel. Um, so I, and it almost is similar to, I feel like the budget Nista or Mandy mm-hmm. money, the stuff mm-hmm. that we do as influencers, which could yeah. give you like one nice, cute little house 
for all of those yeah. projects to live in. Exactly. Right. And that part makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. It's the it's the other part that I'm a little bit confused on, like as far as like how what you actually you answered it when you talked about like the the tax accountant and the all, all the yes. sort of labor fees and things like that that can kind of yes. come behind mm-hmm. it. And I certainly didn't know about the mm-hmm. thing that you have to actually spend a certain amount of money in order to only pay such amount of money. I did not know that at all. Well, it's not that you have to spend. I'll say this. Pretty one sure. of the biggest shockers to me when I had my own business was the goal is almost the opposite in a comical way for personal finance and business finance. Personal finance, you're trying to save as much as possible. That's the goal. Save as much as possible, that's the benefit. Business finance, you're trying to spend as much as possible because anything saved is going to be taxed within the end of its life. So for me, like on the surface, within reason, obviously, because you have to have somebody left over, but the budget Nista on the surface was doing so great because I was talking, I had made all these changes. I was talking to my CFO. She said, girl, you are 80% profit. I was like, ah, that's terrible. Cause that means if I make, um, say $100,000, $80,000, almost half that gonna be gone to taxes. I could hire someone for that 40,000. You see what I mean? So why would I wanna give half of my 80 to the government? So, but you also don't wanna be 10% profit because then that means you're too close to not making enough money to cover your bills. So there, I was yep. like, what's the sweet spot? I was asking her the other day for my business and she was like, probably between 40 to 60. That's the sweet spot where there's enough of a buffer if you have a rough month or a rough couple months or whatever, that you have enough of a buffer that you make more than you need. But also you're not making so much in such excess that you're literally giving the government hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of taxes. So do you see what I mean? So it's not that you have to spend, it's just anything not spent in a business because this is what you're, you're, you're likely going to, if you're going to register yourself as a business, Gabrielle Reed, you're going to be like an LLC. And as an LLC, you're going to be, unless you're doing it with your husband, that would be a partnership. If you're doing it alone, that would be a, um, a sole proprietor. So that's what it's probably going to be. And so as an LLC, that means that it is a pass-through entity. So that means this, that Gabrielle Reed, the business makes $100,000. And Gabrielle, you read the business, spends 50,000 to make the 100,000 because you bought clothes, hair, nails, all these things, right? That 50,000 left over, let's just say your husband had an amazing year and booked like a movie. And like, you're like, you don't even need your 50. So you're like, ooh, bet. I'm gonna keep that 50,000 at Gabrielle Reed Inc, LLC. I'm not even gonna take it out, cause Sue, we living off this. Let me keep that money in the business to like handle some other business, right? The issue is the government does not care about your plans. They said, Gabrielle Reed, the person, that's a pass-through entity. Did the business spend that 50? If it did not, you owe me taxes on the unspent business. You as the person owe me taxes on the money the business didn't spend. So I did not learn this until one year we was doing good. And my tax, like I remember my, um. For the like one time, one of my well, I, I make this now, but one time, one of my um, my tax refund, not my tax refund, my uh, oh, what is, I feel like Mandy now. I don't have, I didn't get birth to a baby. Um, <laughs> not my tax refund, my tax returns. One time, Return, one of my yeah. tax returns said I made one point two million. I was like, I did hell, <laughs> and then on that one point two million, I owed like five hundred thousand dollars. I was like. I, 
I did not make, I did not make 1.2 million. It's not that I made 1.2 million, it's that the business did really well and we ended up saving a lot of money in the business because like I like to have a, a chunky um, um, savings account for the business. So of the 1.2, probably 800,000 I kept in the business. And I like that, so my take home was really like 400,000. So I'm like, how do I owe 600, 500,000 and I only received 400? because that's what I paid myself that year. And it's because the business didn't spend it, so it passed through to my personal taxes. And I was like, what am I? So the first year, <laughs> it, it wasn't to that amount. The first year I, I was actually starting to pay that out of pocket until like my CFO girl was like, girl, that's not how that works. The business will pay, give you that tax money because we never gave you the money. So like the business is like, girl, we gave you 400,000, pay your taxes on the 400,000, but the extra, 800,000 that you did not receive, here's that tax money from the business. Here's that two, three, 400,000. They're gonna give it to me and I'm gonna give it right to the IRS, but as Tiffany, the person, because the IRS has not received tax money from the business because I have an LLC and like right now I'm an S Corp, but it's an LLC underlying, that meaning like it's a pass-through. Now a C Corp is not a pass-through entity, meaning so one of my companies now, I'm, I'm keeping one as an S Corp, because one of the be benefits of having an LLC or an S-Corp is that you can pull a lot of money out of the company. Even though there's a tax, you know, there's tax liability, there's some things you can do to get around some of that, but you could pull a lot of money out of it. So that comp the budget NISA fattens my pocket to reach my retirement goals. But then the Literature Academy, which is another company that I have, I'm going to transform that into a C-Corp. And so that company allows me to do something else with a C-Corp, um, well, at least the, the entity that we're entering into, like, yeah, a C-Corp that it will not be a pass-through entity, meaning I can save the million dollars in the company and it does not pass through to Tiffany Lelice because it's now a C-Corp, you see? And so, like, I'm just sharing those things because I always think, like, one of my, my account, my, um, one of my mentors, I call my big mentor, always blows me all the way out and then we do some shrinkage. So it's good for you to hear like, okay, C-Corp, you know, okay, you might not ever do that, whatever, but you know, it might be 10, 20 Absolutely. years from now. You're like, you C-Corp as an individual though? No, you can't C-Corp so, as an individual. Like, no, I believe, I don't, typically you have like uh, maybe people on, like I own my company, but I can have people on my team. With a C-Corp, you likely have a team, you might have a board, but it's good to just know these big kind of like, oh, but, but and then to bring it on back into to, to the shrinkage, which is if you're gonna start, if you're at $100,000 a year, pretty consistently, lean into heavily, 75 considerate, and you're likely gonna be an LLC, and you're going to be a sole proprietor, and just know that like, probably, you know, you wanna start sitting before you consider sitting with an accountant, and some financial people now, get them locked in before you move forward, to even ask, is this is a good idea right now? Because they can actually run both, they can run numbers for Gabrielle, if you are LLC, your taxes, Gabrielle, as just yourself as taxes. And you can see those numbers literally year after year to say, mm, I actually save if I stay just myself. Ooh, this year I crossed over. Now I would save more if I became an LLC. So they can run those can, numbers for you. You can flip flop each year? No, no, no. Meaning oh. like you can have the numbers run to decide is it time to switch? Oh, like where do I save more money? Yes. Once you switch your year, that's what, so you, but I would have the numbers run and just be like, where would I save the most money? And then that way you can make the choice, not based upon what you think, but what you know. That makes sense a lot too. And your, your thought of separating the two as a business and as a personal 
I never thought yes. about it that way. I didn't know that that was that was a difference, like with the whole pass through pass through thing. I definitely yeah, that pass through. Yes, because see, that's that's the labor involved. Because you might be like, wait, it said I made a hundred. I did, I did it because, and you're like, oh, the company made it and didn't pay it to me because I'm saving for, you know, maybe you're saving for an acting coach, and the acting coach you're actually not paying her until next year, right? And so you saved her twenty thousand dollar. I'm just making up numbers. You saved it in 2022 for 2023. Government don't care about that. You did not spend it in 2022. Right. You got to, you, Gabrielle, yeah. the person, you owe us the percentage of that money. And so, you're Nemanja and I, we always like, the taxes. It's not fun. And I wish, I'm not even going to romanticize it because I get, the, I got a scary letter in the mail just last, well, this past month saying I owed $18,000 for workers' compensation insurance that I wasn't paying, which I don't actually owe. And I got to pay my accountant $375 to fight it, but I don't even owe it in the first place. And it's just like, Stress of the letter. Plus, husband opened it. He's like, "What's this?" <laughs> I know. He's stressed. I don't know what I'm I talking know. about. I'm texting my accountant, like, "What is this?" <laughs> then I got another one that now I underpaid unemployment insurance, and I'm like, "You know, I it's know. and it's you got to wait on call with the IRS and the Department of Labor, New York State." I was on the call with them this morning, just to have some guy be like, "Your accountant should have done it." Why are you calling me? I don't know why he had a Southern accent. It's New York State <laughs> Department of Labor, but I don't ask questions. Expat. Yeah. So I mean, I'm. I'm not trying to make it, of course, I'm just like, you asked for the disadvantages. So yeah. there is, there is a learning curve. I'm only in my yes. first year. Tiffany is like a great resource. Because and I'm still learning. Girl, please. I just and got a bill for 117,000. 117,000. That feel better. From 2018, like, girl, you had messed up. And then I was yeah. like, so I literally called my like, three years like, to come get you, right? And then I was like, like, what do I, when does it end? You want me to be but right on October 15th, but you want to come back to me three years later? Really? Yeah. So I just say all that to you, say that, like, I have made so many mistakes that I think she was like, because you could do this thing called like a transcript, Mandy, just so you know, like, like, you know, like your accountant could call the IRS and get a transcript of like, where am I? So she was like, because it's been years of me That's back pay, back pay, back pay. And so like, so I think after hundreds of thousands of dollars in back pay because of mistakes made in prior years, I think I finally and paid up hundreds of thousands. Mm. So I just, I just hope it. So I'm like, don't look at me for like, I'm not your role model. <laughs> I was just going to say, you mentioned some of your actor friends have done this. So I would say you, I would lean on for their experience, not to do everything that they're saying, but find someone who's 10 years ahead of you and yes. someone who's a year with you and a few years out, you know, so that you have like almost exactly that. Exact Excellent. You, you, you just mentioned they do. Yes. And that was one of the reasons why when can... I saw this was happening, I was like, I'm putting my voicemail in. I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, good. Because it's good to have the good You're like, let me ugly. call two people who are not actors and <laughs> right, experience exactly. and ask them exactly. what they think. <laughs> like, it is great to have them, but they also have the emotion of what we go through. Whereas you yes. guys will give me just fact yeah. and number and thought and done, you know? Yeah. So. So we're going to give you your homework, right? So your homework is going to be, you're going to look at the last couple of years. What have you been consistently making annually? You know, as yourself, not as you and your husband, right? Because I'm assuming you're going to incorporate solo. Then you're just going to start even, like, let's just say you've been averaging 50. You're like, I'm not quite ready yet. It's never too soon to start just talking to some financial people to see, like, you know, asking around, who do you use as your accountant? So you can start just, just light interviewing. So that's going to be your homework to, like, look at your numbers, do some light interviewing. So when you're ready, you know, you can pop this person into place. Perfect. I love it. Yay.
You remind me of like Tabitha Brown's baby sister. Oh my God, I love that. I love, <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. I love that. I either get Reese Witherspoon or Robin Givens. Those are the two that I always Wait, Oh yeah, I can get the Reese. I could see it. Yeah. Cause you're, you know, like I can see I Robin her. Givens for the for your face, cause she's beautiful, guys. If you're not watching on YouTube, you're missing out. Um, not Robin Givens. I mean, you're, she's beautiful too. I'm talking about Gabrielle is beautiful, um, but Reese Witherspoon definitely the like um, the like peppiness, you know, of like mm-hmm. Reese yeah. and the cheekbones and the eyes. Yes, <laughs> yes, that is funny. Well, I hope this Thank was helpful, so Gabrielle. So helpful. You guys are absolutely the best. Like, literally, you can quit doing what you're doing, but don't change what you're doing. That's all I ask. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, if you want to be on the BAQA in the hot seat like Gabrielle, make sure you go to Instagram. Leave us a voice note because you never know. You never knew. Um, and leave multiple voice notes. I, okay. I forgot that Instagram only gives you one minute. So I was trying to cram all this information in and I was like, oh. why am I doing that? There's so much more I need to tell them. And so I left you these seven voice <laughs> Okay, well, see, that's a good, good. Imani's like, uh-uh, no, but, no, do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's how Imani's our producer. No, no, that's probably helpful, honestly. And, and just know that like, you know, you can also, even if you don't want to be in the hot seat, you can send us messages on all of our social platforms. You can go to brownambitionpodcast.com. Um, we answer questions. Obviously we answer life questions, but personal finance, business, and entrepreneurship questions are a special tag. So mm-hmm. thank you again, Gabrielle, for coming on. Thank you girls so much. Loved you meeting you. Good luck. Keep us posted, okay? Thank you, I will, for sure. Let me know when you're in a show. I wanna come see. I will, fingers crossed. Hey, BA fam, we could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition podcast is produced by Cumulus Podcast Network. It's edited by the wonderful Imani Crosby and produced by Tanya Bustos. Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru. And I am Mandy Woodruff-Santos, your co-host. And I will see y'all next week. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.